Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast after dark. What a comeback tonight as Illinois beats Northwestern 81-56 to at Welsh Ryan Arena. Brett Barron's here in the studios. Andy Olson back at the homestead uh, covered the game tonight. Andy, let's just get some initial thoughts. You were in the building. Take me through that first half and what it was like there. Seemingly, Illinois couldn't stop his own uh, defense, couldn't do much of anything, <laughs> couldn't stop turning the ball over to that second half where it was a complete flip of script. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to kind of compose my thoughts. I mean, first of all, since uh, it's so late, uh, there should not be any any more 8 p.m. start times. But, um, you know, you when you look down your camera, you're really only focused on getting the shot. So a lot of times – you know, you'll miss out on some of the things just because that's what you're so focused on. But in the first half, it stood out. It, it stood out so much that Illinois was having so much trouble, like you mentioned, the zone defense, that the offense just wasn't able to get anything going against them. And I, I don't know the reason why for that. Um, clearly something changed at halftime, and I'm sure we'll get to the second half in a second. Uh, but in that first half, it, the team just seemed down. You could tell that the Northwestern bench was way, way more into things uh, than the Illinois bench. And clearly that was something that Brad Underwood had mentioned, because I'm not sure if it came off on the TV cameras at home, but the Illinois bench was loud in, in the second half. But, you know, for that first half, the defense wasn't there. Northwestern was easily able to pick them apart. Um, and they just weren't able to – it seems like any time they went down the court on offense – they were just going to get a bunch of hands in their face and they weren't able to do anything about it. Um, so the, the way that this, the script flipped on this is just miraculous. Uh, I think that we all know that Illinois has talent on paper, but the way that they were playing in that first half, if, if they were going to do what they did in the second half this year, there's no way I thought it would follow what they had put out there in the first half. It, it was just wild to see that kind of turnaround, Brett. Yeah, and it shows a lot of maturity from this team. It shows a team that is resilient and wasn't going to give up. And whether you believe what Brad Underwood said after the game in his post-game press conference, that he didn't really have to say a lot, that they you know, essentially took it upon themselves. And I think that's partially true. I thought it was funny. I, you know, I'll give him the old dad line. I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious as a dad yeah. three myself. But the fact that they were able to rally at halftime, that they went into the locker room and figured it out, I think that shows a ton. And when we look back on this season, Andy, this is going to be a game we're going to look back at and say, man, they showed a lot of heart. And they were able to find a way to get it done. Stats by stats reporting that Illinois is the only Division I team in the last 25 seasons to trail by 15-plus points at halftime and yet win by 20 or more. It's just incredible how Northwestern made two shots in the second half. That's it. They shot. I didn't even realize that, Brad, to be honest with you. I mean, I knew that Northwestern wasn't shooting it well, but two shots. I mean, the wrestling from the charity stripe, that's crazy. I mean, how does that even happen? You know, it... That is that is just astonishing, and you got to give Illinois a ton of credit defensively. I I, I don't know what Chris Collins said after the game uh, on his post game Zoom. I, I I'm kind of curious to just go back and listen to it. How do you even <laughs> chalk that up to what it is? But to only make two shots is just incredible for a Northwestern team that is pretty good offensively. They were third in the league in terms of three point field goal percentage, about uh, middle of pack in terms of 
complete field goal percentage, both, uh, you know, in all at two point and three point field goals. But Illinois is just dominant in the second half. It's unbelievable stuff. Uh, Illinois had five players make as many shots as Northwestern's team. And the second half runs were what maybe what stuck out to me the most 53 to 13 in the second half total outscoring by 40 points, but the runs of 17, nothing, eight, nothing, eight, nothing, seven, nothing, six, nothing, and five, nothing runs. And the fact that they started the second half on a 25 to five run, they just punched him in the mouth. And you mentioned it, Andy. And I, and I want to get your sense here because Brad said after the game too, that he hates the crowd noise that's pumped in. And I couldn't agree with him more. That stuff is terrible in terms like in the (laughs) arena and not a lot of people know that because we're privileged in that sense and I feel grateful that we get to go to these games but you could tell on TV that Illinois bench was going nuts what was it like from your vantage point I know you were a little higher on the court you know above in the in the in the stands where normally the fans would sit What, what was that like hearing them just essentially go crazy you know when you were in high school and one of the big things to do on the bench was to do the defense chant yeah. all the time. Every time in, at the very start of the second half that Illinois was on defense, the entire bench was doing that chant. And so you, you, you can tell just by that, between the difference between the first half and coming out of halftime, Brad Underwood must have said something. You said that he in his press conference, he, didn't, he apparently has said that he didn't need to tell his team a lot. Well, that was one of the things that he told his team because it was it's night and day, the difference between the amount of noise that was going on in the first half versus the second half. They were engaged, like I mentioned, the defensive chance. Anytime there was a huge play, I mean, you saw, I mean, cutaways were a dream tonight because you just go to the bench after a big basket was made because you have your Kofi flexing, you have your Coleman Hawkins is always a great one on the bench to go and get a shot out just because he's always engaged with the game. And it's it's as if Underwood had to remind them that Northwestern wants to beat them bad, not only because it's that in-state rivalry, it's because they're a top 15 team. He had to remind his team that they have the target on their back. And I think as soon as that clicked that they, they understood how bad this Northwestern team wanted to beat them. It's almost like they woke up out of the daze and finally realized that, we need to get more engaged in this because if we're not engaged, you know, uh, we need to create our own energy because they didn't have any in the first half and create their own energy. They did because they went out and outscored them by 40, which again, every time you say it, every time I look at the box score, 53, 13 still blows my mind. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. And they were at eight there for a while deep into the second half there. They were only at mm-hmm. eight points. It's, it's just mind boggling stuff when you kind of, picture this and and like you said look at the box score here and just start to dissect this game what was the northwestern bench like take us into that when illinois is going crazy and northwestern can't buy a bucket <laughs> um it, they got quiet real fast and i think everyone knows what that's like to be there you, you talk a big game they were talking a big game in that first half and i couldn't pick out you know specific things that they had said but anytime that illinois had missed a bucket or there was a turnover I mean, the Northwestern bench was right there to let them know about it um, just by how loud they got. And like I said, we've all been there. We've all talked a lot of game and then things didn't go our way. And that's exactly what happened. Things got real quiet on the Northwestern bench, which, which is understandable. 
Uh, when you're when the ball is getting shoved down your throat like that, for lack of a better term, like Illinois was doing in the second half, Chris Collins, it, it seemed like was a little bit more defeated coming out in the second half. I'm, I'm trying to remember right back to the beginning of that second half. And even just coming out of the locker room, it seemed like Northwestern was a little bit um, more subdued than they were in the first half, which is strange since, you know, they had that big lead and they should have felt good coming out of the half. Um, and just a comparison, I mean, you talk about that zone defense. One thing that I did pick out was that every time that Illinois brought the ball up the court, Chris Collins is yelling hands. Everyone on the on the Northwestern bench is yelling hands because you saw it in the first half. Zone defense, yeah. Northwestern had the hands up. They didn't want anything going inside. Anytime that the ball got to Adam Miller or Trent Frazier on the outside, someone from the bench is yelling shooter because they want their guys to close out on him. They don't want any open shots for those kind of guys. You didn't hear that in the second half. And you have to wonder if uh, it happened after the run that Illinois started going on to begin the half or if they just came out flatter because they saw that they handled Illinois in the first half and they weren't expecting that. Either way, uh, like I said, night, night and day difference. I know it's um, it's been said time and time before. It's, uh, you know, the, the story of two halves, and I don't want to just say the story of two halves, but it really was the story of two halves. I cannot explain how different um, just the game was, you know, between between those two. I know that place would have been going nuts with a lot of Illini fans. Every game I've covered up there at Welsh Ryan, there's a huge Illinois presence, and and you saw that. Did you catch the tweet from Josh Whitman? Or I think the Illinois men's basketball account tweeted it out. He was hugging the team. He was into it. You know, I think you just got the momentum sense of of what a win like this can do in a favorable part of the schedule. Illinois needed uh, this win to continue here because things get really, really tough at the end of January and at the start of February. Here's more on Brad saying he's never seen anything like this and what we mentioned before about uh, being disappointed at halftime. I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like that game. At halftime, I didn't have to – I didn't say a lot. Um, I, I was more disappointed in the way that we uh, we chose to perform, and we chose to perform poorly, uh, very sloppy, um, and uh, and with very uh, with very very little energy. I think that 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 is where this uh, this program has gotten to, uh, in that um, uh, these guys were mad at half. They were upset at themselves. They were they were. Uh, uh, they were really disappointed. And uh, to come out in the second half, hold the team to 8% and two field goals, I've, I've not been a part of that. Yeah, I don't I, I just, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Brad's been around a lot longer than I have, me and you combined in that sense. But, you know, when you look at the box score, Kofi goes for 18 points, 12 rebounds, another double-double for him. He's a, just a machine uh, in Big Ten play and non-conference play. Io DeSumo, 15 points. He puts up five rebounds as well. Six assists for him. Turnover's the issue in that first half, like you mentioned. Andy. I can't hear you right now, Brad. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to keep going here, Andy, and I'm going to hope that you can uh, you can get back with us. 11 turnovers in the first half for Illinois, and they limit themselves to just four in the second half. Pretty incredible stuff that they were able to clean up what was a sloppy first half. And look, we mentioned with the zone there as well, Trent Frazier and Adam Miller, uh, both with 14 points 
as well for Illinois, and no one else in double figures. No one had more than six after that. The thing that stood out to me from Northwestern was Boo Booey's scoreless in this game. 0 for 6 from the field, uh, no free throws. He is a huge part of what they do. They were led by Robbie Barron's 11 points. No one else had double-figure scoring uh, for Northwestern. Let's hear from Kofi Coburn on what he thought of this second-half turnaround for the Illini. Never been, I've never been in anything like that. Um, and you saw it, man. You saw how we acted to it. You saw how I, I was in awe, man. Like, just being on the floor, you know, watching that happen, being a part of it, it was a really good feeling. I, I can't explain how, how happy I was, you know. I was in so much joy. I didn't I didn't realize fatigue, like, everything everything lost sense, you know. I was just out there running, playing, enjoying myself. That's a really good feeling. Kofi Coburn said he has never seen anything quite like it. Uh... I don't know if I have either. Pretty incredible stuff that yeah, Illinois was able to put up, you know, 53 second half points in the defense, limiting Northwestern to just 13 points in the second half in the 81 to 56 win. Andy, you got me back? Andy does not. It's late night. It's after dark. It's 12:15 now, Friday morning here after Illinois improves to 9 and 3 on the season. 5-1 and one in the Big Ten, and that's notable as well. The last time Illinois was 5-1 and one in the Big Ten, anybody guess? Yep, 2005 season when they went to the national championship game. I think they submitted themselves a little bit tonight as a legit Final Four contender, Big Ten title contender, to be able to do this, to be able to come back, to have performances like that in the second half from Io DeSumo and from Kofi Coburn, their two stars. They are going to lead Illinois into the promised land this season, and tonight was another step forward for them. Andy, I know you can't hear me, but it's been fun. We're going to wrap it up here. It's getting late. You got uh, a drive back tomorrow, and we got more coverage tomorrow as well here on WCIA. We will hear from new Illinois defensive coordinator Ryan Walters tomorrow, the first time that we will get a chance to talk with him as Illinois' defensive coordinator. He is uh, making the move from Missouri to Illinois, so we will talk with him at noon tomorrow. Marley Reader will report on him and what kind of defense he wants to bring to Illinois, but all hoops tonight and a big win for the Alana 81-56. For Andy, I'm Brett. This has been the WCIA 3-in-1 Podcast.